Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. Today's podcast is extremely long overdue in the scope of this podcast history. Something I feel bad about not doing before we wrapped up on episode 500. It is one big old wrestling toy discussion. And if I'm going to do this, I'm only going to do this with one other man. Zach Ryder, everybody. Zach Ryder live on the podcast. Zach, how's it going? Uh, hey, no. it's Matt Cardona here, and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to open up some figures, and, the, the, it's, you know you suck when you can't have an impression done of you. <laughs> yeah, you know you are the bottom of the barrel when it comes to human beings, when, when Rich can't even come up with something to give for an impression. Don't throw your mask at me, woman. My wife. Throw a mask at me. Rich Camelucci is here. Rich, what's going on? What was the mask? Uh, it was a a mask that she got for me. Oh, yeah, you'll appreciate this. So our daughter, of course, is in daycare. The daycare is basically, like, like more open now. So everyone has to wear a mask, of course, when they drop kids off and stuff. So instead of the surgical mask, uh, somebody from work made a mask uh, that has cowboy boots all over it for me. <laughs> because my wife doesn't know when to let a goddamn joke die. <laughs> Very good. Uh, which is fine because I, uh, I'm in the process, we talked about before we started recording, I'm in the process of uh, redoing the pay-per-view retro diaries. If you go to arcadeo.net and look at the pod bloggle, you, every, uh, twice a week uh, until I'm caught back up from what was already aired on potswoggle.com. I'm putting all the old retro diaries on there, and then I'll be picking right back up from where I left off. And I I just recently finished formatting two NWA pay-per-views. One of them was a Starcade, and one of them was Bunkhouse Stampede. And as I'm just reviewing it, there's so many, like, hey, Rich, again, Cowboy Boots, capital letters. <laughs> like, <laughs> in Bunkhouse Stampede, the trophy was just a fucking huge cowboy boot. Sure. It's been it's been on top of my mind. Just as if we can get started, what has been on the top of our mind in the middle of a global pandemic? We hope that you mm-hmm. and yours is well in the midst of all this. Yes. Has been toys, namely wrestling action figures and toys uh, over the past month, particularly. But this is not just a monthly thing. This is a lifelong thing for the two of us. So. Uh, as it is a cool, hip thing to do, uh, we decided to uh, sit and have a wrestling figure discussion. But we needed to do this before we wrap this weekly show up. You said we should just sit and talk toys. And I said, yes, because we're going to show them how it's done. That um, and also, like, we need to get this recorded for something at least once. In, yes. in relation to all of the other times we're just going to have conversations surrounding this topic. True. Like, like we might as well get some mileage out of this if you and I are just going to do this. There was a point last week 
when you yes. FaceTimed me when I was sitting on my couch, uh, like supposed to be working um, remotely. And I was it just turned into like an hour. Too, okay, don't make this yeah. about you. We were both <laughs> supposed to be working. <laughs> and then it just turned into an hour long FaceTime discussion <laughs> about <laughs> everything, but mostly toys and analyzing toys and whatever. So we have, we have a couple things we're going to discuss today. Total full disclosure. I have listened to, in my life, one major wrestling figure podcast. I listened to the LJN episode because I'm an LJN diehard, and I wanted to hear those fucking bastards ruin my love of the show when they succeeded. Because also they had Conrad Thompson on there. It's way too late in this podcast history and run to start that feud, but I will digress. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what their normal gimmicks are or whatever, and I'm glad I don't. So if anything on today's episode resembles it, sounds like it, total happenstance, total luck. I doubt it will because Rich and I are trained comedy professionals who legitimately love collecting toys. And don't and have don't just do it. sickness. <laughs> yes, and don't have a gimmick where we have to uh, – ruin our fiancés' lives, and try to seek out every single paint variant of a Don Morocco LJN. I uh, – same thing goes for Fully Posable. I've never listened to them. I'm, I assume they're great, and I will one day, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, again, we we don't really consume the stuff. You watch the videos more than I do. I imagine. And the reason I watch the videos would be the same reason that if you ever did, you would, is because I love discovering toy places. So yeah. I, w I want to see the toy stores. I want to know where they are. I want to see what they have because I one day, and we've discussed this, want to take a road trip and hit like all these toy hotspots and I want to experience them. Plus, I want to know what's out there. Through those, yeah. I have found toys I did not know. When we get into uh, a little listing we're going to do here later on, because of those, I found a couple toys I didn't know existed, and now I have them because of those shows. So it's not for support of them, and it's not for any support beyond the toy industry, which has taken a hit uh, in the retail side because of Toys R Us and obviously the pandemic going on. But I think collectors are using their stimulus money and their savings mm -hmm. very, very well right now, as you and I can attest. And as also we've kind of seen with all, like, the live sales and the claim sales and stuff on Instagram and whatnot. My wife is going to be staring daggers at me for this entire podcast, so just know that. Before we Real get simple. really into it, uh, what are, what's the uh, – what did you buy today? What did I buy today? I bought yeah. nothing today. Okay. What did you buy yesterday? I bought nothing today. <laughs> Let me go to my Amazon. No, let me go to my Amazon. Let me go to my flag emails. Uh, yesterday, I bought something on Hot Topic, but that wasn't toys. The last toy I bought was on Sunday. Sunday, uh, we have a toy guy on Instagram, uh, Hassle Toys. Shout out to him. Uh, he did a live uh, claim sale, and I picked up something I've had my eye on for quite a while. Good A day. Hasbro Yokozuna, one of the rarer... Uh, figures to get was very very Yoko happy to one. pick that up for for a good number one yes not the not the black and white tights 
the original red card, red and black tights, was one of my favorite figures growing up as a kid. Um, and it just, I have like a little list on my phone of all the prices and like how they look and where I, what I'm feeling. So he said it and I was like, you know, I've actually bought anything in like a live claim sale before. So this is a good one to get. And so I did. So that was my most recent, uh, my most recent toy purchase. What about you, you madman? Uh, earlier this afternoon, I bought from the Wrestling Universe, uh, live Facebook claim sale. Uh, I bought, uh, the Johnny Gargano Elite. Uh, Ooh, which one? The uh, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for 40. Uh, which, because there was one earlier in the sale, I'm like, ah, man, yeah, it's probably fine that I didn't get it. Uh, and then I like looked up prices around and it's like, fuck, that was a good price. And then they had another one. So I'm like, yes, please. Thank you very much. And then later on, I bought a uh, Roddy Piper LJN with kilt. Oh, you fucking. I can't cuss you out. You sent me the link. It's my fault. I saw it late. It is your How fault. much did you buy it for? 30. Oh, you good man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Damn it. That is that is the only series one. No, I take that back. I need long hair Andre. I need long hair Andre and I need Piper with a kilt. Oh, not such a good price. You yep. best friend of mine. Um, <laughs> do you want to know what I bought last night? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, I got a retro fest Shawn Michaels and nice. uh, a, a retro uh, ring. Because I found a good price on uh, Mercari. Um, oh, oh, Mercari, nice. The um, you mean talking about the Mattel retro ring? Yes, the Mattel retro ring. Uh, found a good price on that, considering they're like in box, unopened. Uh, considering like they're all like ninety dollars now, ninety nine dollars now. Uh, mm-hmm. Found it for sixty, free shipping. Um, and then uh, I also bought um. The I bought uh, replacement ropes and stickers for my Hasbro ring. Hell yeah! See, and I, the only I, thing missing for that is the flag. I have no idea where the flag is. Yeah, I have no idea where the flag is going to be either. I this is going to be one of the worst statements I've ever said aloud or on a podcast medium. But man, it's really a shame that this pandemic couldn't have happened a couple years earlier, and you could have gotten <laughs> some of this stuff for cheaper. I mean, both of us really. Well, that's the thing. It's like I didn't have the money. You know, no, but I mean, like two, three, the pandemic happens a couple years earlier. The stimulus package happens, you know, like just, well, you know what I meant? Like, everything I know falls what you mean, in but line. To be though. honest, like a lot of this wasn't even because of the, the stimulus check. I what happened was I got a raise and then I guess, yeah, the fact that we are staying home and I'm not spending money helps as well. So and a huge but, trip was canceled. You're going to be in Florida for like yeah. a week, two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. It happens. Same, same with me. Yeah, that, that, I love that Hasbro retro ring. They did a bang up job on recreating the box in a modern style. I, full disclosure, I think I've talked about it, if not on our, definitely on our Twitter, but maybe on the podcast as well. When the Hasbro retros came out, I got two of each and we are both MOC mint on card guys. Yep. Where the packaging is an art form. It is part yes. of the toy. I will buy certain toys just I don't I don't need a whole sets of a lot of things. I will buy one of something on card and then I'll have the rest of those toys on the back. It, it's a whole mentality of mine. But yeah. for the Hasbro or for the retro uh Hasbro's on Mattel, 
I was like, I'm getting two of everything. I'm keeping one min on card and I'm opening another set because I wanted to play with them with my daughter, which we have played with them now. Um, we have the ring. I have every single one. I got all of them because a lot of them didn't get released in stores because um, of fucking sh- stores being shitty about wrestling toys in general. Um, and yeah, it's glorious. I was lucky enough to get both of them. I think for like for like t- like when they first came out for like twenty five dollars online on Amazon. And it was like it was like a one time Amazon didn't fuck up my wrestling toys. Don't buy wrestling toys on Amazon. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I've I've gotten quite a few uh pre pre order toys off of Amazon that looked like shit once I got here. Um well we went over today. I wanted to make sure that we also went back. So my question to you is what is your earliest wrestling toy memory? Or some of your earliest wrestling toy memories? I have now I had already had some wrestling action figures at this point um but Mm -hmm. i don't know like what order i got them in or whatever but for whatever reason i have this distinct memory of being in an eckerd's drugstore and there being uh up on the up on the shelf and a keem action figure and me just like it was the only one they had they had like probably like five akeem's but because it was sure. a wrestling toy, I I needed it, and I lobbied my mother, uh, aka I threw a tantrum, uh, yep. and got my way because I'm an only child. Only child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, I just remember like that's the only one that I actually remember like being on card. Like the rest of all of my. WWF Hasbro is just kind of like materialized in my head. I also kind of recall my Andre the Giant on card as well. I got it for Christmas, I think, at my Grandpa Dick's place. Man, I, I don't think I ever got a Hasbro for Christmas. I remember not my first wrestling memory, my first Hasbro memory would be just walking down. I think it was a Kmart in in of course Akron, Ohio. And being like, what are these? Like, cause you don't follow, there wasn't no social media. But right. Like, I was also three or four years old. I'm not looking you're at not, the sale ads in the newspapers or anything yet. Or you're not like I, following I, like the trade or anything either. Like, yeah, but also like there weren't commercials yet as far as I, I don't think they had commercials until like much later in the line, not later in the line, but later into series one. And they had like all of them. They had I, Andre, Akeem, like all of them. So my grandmother was with me. So I was good. I, I got, like, whatever was there. Um, and then, like, later on, like, series by series, just, again, them popping up. WWF Magazine was a key because, like, they would run the advertisements in the yeah. catalog or, the, the of course, the iconic Undertake Em All uh, advertisement, which I think is the greatest toy advertisement for wrestling ever, which is just Taker with his arms stretched out and the whole, like, next three or four series in between his hands – was just like, oh my god, I gotta get all of these. Um, was was so key. Uh, my earliest toy memory is before that, and I actually have fucking proof of this finally. Um, but my sister, I've talked about on the show before, is older than me, about thirteen years, and was a big rock and wrestling era fan. So she got all of the LJN figures, or most of the LJN figures, when she was a, when she was you know, a teenager before me. And she got out of wrestling 
And my mom just, for whatever reason, just kept watching wrestling. She's like, my mom didn't like it. She just kept buying the pay-per-views and just threw it on little eight-month-old, one-year-old me. Um, she, she would also continue to buy me the toys. So I believe it was, man, it had to have been, I, I can't tell because I was so young. I, it was either my second Christmas or my third Christmas. I'm at my aunt's house and on the floor when I'm taking a picture of all my cousins, at my feet are black card LJNs <laughs> open. <laughs> it is Rick Rude. It is white tank top Hogan. It is the ultimate warrior. It is a smash of demolition. Uh, be weird as well. And I'm like, now, like then it was like, oh my god, this is the greatest moment of my life. Now it's like, oh, you fool! <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> and thankfully, I have all of those again, except white white tank top Hogan. I've had to pay a pretty penny for them. But um, and and I uh, when I was up in Ohio, um, beginning of the uh, the year after my dad passed. I was going through a box of photos and I, I went through like a ton of photos and found like more Christmas morning photos of myself with on top of those figures. I found a picture of my sister opening up a Remco AWA figure for Christmas. And I was like, stop it. Why are my memories haunting me? Like, I think it was literally like the, real like, the first one of the first mass produced wrestling toys ever made, <laughs> you know, just pristine in her 14 year old hands. Um, but I vividly remember, like, at my aunt's, just like not paying attention to my cousin, just playing with Hulk, uh, playing with Hogan, playing with Warrior, playing with Rude. Um, and I had, I had probably eighty-five percent of the LJNs when I was a child. That's a lot. <laughs> you know yeah, that. Right? My, that's a that's a whole lot. I, I if you gave me the checklist, and I, I know to this day. Which ones I did and did not have. Uh, we're going to do a, a top 10 thing here in a little bit. And originally on my top 10, I had to maneuver some stuff around. On my top 10 was the Magnificent, the magnificent Morocco LJN. Uh, because my wife, who's amazing, uh, for Christmas last year, uh, re- basically restarted my LJN collection for me. And got me like a huge box of them. And Morocco, I think, was the one in the box that like I didn't have when I was a kid. So like I just flat out like started crying Christmas morning because like I've never had this before. Like oh. it, it was crazy to me. And now I have such an emotional connection to the ones I didn't have when I find them in the wild. It's like I've never held this before. I've never seen this in person before. Yeah. Um. So like like it was crazy. Like getting Warrior and Rick Rude and Smash and DiBiase, some of the harder ones to get, weren't as important to me as getting like the British Bulldogs. Which I just, for whatever reason, like my mom never found them. My mom just didn't buy them, so I just never saw them. So when like I find those, I'm like, holy shit! Like I finally, this is like a, a 30 year plus odyssey for me. It's like I won the title at yeah. WrestleMania or something, you know? So, but boyhood I, I, I legit, coming true. I had fucking Boss Man, dude. Like I think after Warlord and after Haku for WWF LJNs, the rarest and like. Most expensive LJN is the big boss man, same black card. And I had him pristine, except the fact that he was beaten all the hell. And I was so young, I was like chewing on my figures as well, um, which is a thing. And yeah, I still- LJNs were very chewable. Let's just be yeah. frank about that. As it said in the toys that made us, they were dog toys <laughs> or, 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 or teethers, essentially. But I had Nightstick. It was, I love that figure. I think. Um, and I want to get into like wrestling feds later on. Uh, I think was maybe the LJN I had in rotation the deepest into my life because he was just such a big, sturdy, 
bright looking fucking figure, but like yeah. he was probably still in my fed, like right up until I stopped doing it. Like in like probably when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's fucking. So do I have like a list of, of figure topics. Do you yeah. want to do that before or after our top 10? Uh, let's, let's do the top 10, get it out of the way. And then, or okay. we can even like do a couple and then kind of split it up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up for whatever. Cause some of the, some of the top, ten, the top 10 stuff, I don't think a lot of it's going to take long either. Cause I just, what I, what I kind of mentioned to Rich was, um, obviously there's going to be a lot of like personal anecdotes and stories that I, that is another main reason I wanted to, to do is because we don't get a lot to talk about our lives. And I think at this point before we hit the episode 500, if you're listening, you you like us, you care about us, and you like these this sort of episode from us. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of go through our lives and why this stuff is so important and why these toys kind of shape us and make us. So um, so yeah, so we can kind of share that, and we'll if you come up with a topic uh, while we're doing it, we'll just pivot in there and get back. You and I have done plenty of top ten podcasts. This won't be four and a half hours like our blank slate 2010 decade podcast, but we know how to go back and forth pretty well, so I trust us. Um, do you want to go ahead and get us kicked off on that top 10, uh, top 10 there? Sure. Uh, my number 10, uh, most personally valuable, uh, wrestling action figure to me is my, uh, mint on card, unpunched shell slam and Mike sewer sports all stars, uh, that you got for me from Hollywood mirror, uh, up here. In Chicago, that is now closed, sadly. I was going to say, uh, it's no longer there anymore. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have picked up a lot more of those stupid trading cards for what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I believe that may have been – Was that what was that? Was that the first director's gift that uh, that y'all got Pod for Slam. me for PodSlam? I'm uh, very sentimental when it comes to productions and theaters. Uh, when I was in high school, we always got my director a director's gift for the show. It was something that kind of crept over into our collegiate lives when we did sketch shows and we were directors. People got us gifts. So as you were the director of Potsdam, and it was such a crazy undertaking at the time, it just so happened that I was in that store and found that. And that was – and we also just finished watching not Toys That Made Us, but that was when uh, Toy Hunter was on, right? Yes. Yeah, so it was maybe a, maybe you just been in Chicago, I think, a year. So mm-hmm. Toy Hunter either just like finally wrapped up or was about to wrap up around that time. And from that show, we gained a lot of expertise and experience beyond what we knew. I would go ahead. Of- I yeah, I'll go ahead and credit that as like kind of jump starting us on like knowing specific things to look for because before like we would just go to a flea market and just be like oh man i remember this oh this guy oh look yeah. at these or whatever uh that was and, definitely... and we had very little we had very yes. little like i would buy a couple things but like from mm-hmm. that show seeing like the worth of them but then also the passion in them is what really jump started yeah. us all over. and also just like knowing what to look for like i would never think to look for like an unpunched card mm-hmm. uh for those of you unfamiliar yeah, didn't know what it was card it's when the little uh, the hole that they would like hang the 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 cards on uh, is unpunched, which means it's never been on the rack. Uh, it it may have only just been out of the box, if that. It is it is as case case fresh as you can get, um, and I actively seek it out in stores now. I just I just mailed to Rich today 
almost a complete set. It's missing one figure, which I'm still on the lookout for. Which uh, one again? The WWE Masters, uh, the Roman Reigns one. Okay. For whatever reason, I can't find a, a, a second Roman. Uh, but uh, Masters of the Universe, WWE-style toys, and almost all of them are unpunched. And they're just beautiful. Mm. I have I have some non-wrestling unpunched toys that I go gaga over now that I just happen to find in the wild. It's 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 part of the sickness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and also just kind of like outside of wrestling figures, uh, Michelangelo – I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan growing up, and he was the party dude, and I fancied myself that as well. So the 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 fusing of the two, uh, I, I yeah, just really called to me. What about you? Uh, my ten, uh, it's funny. Mine's kind of it's definitely wrestling. It's a WWE thing, but it's also not a it's not a what you'd expect on this list. Uh, my number ten is the oh, here we go, the Hot Topic exclusive. CM Punk Funko Pop that was released in, I believe, 2013. It was the first Funko Pop I ever bought. Uh, that was the started, first one? I'm almost positive it was because That's... Sam and I were both, like, <laughs> dead fast and, like, we're not getting into this. We had just bought um, – we just got started getting into Disney had their own, like, blind box thing called Vinylmations. I was like, man, this is stupid. You don't want your buying. And I forget what line was out. I'm like, oh, those are actually really cool. And we got like a chase one. I was like, okay, well, now I got to own like 400 of these, of these things. And those things flamed out and, or whatever. But Funko is obviously so the test of time was in Hot Topic and yeah. it's punk. Shut up, Samantha. <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. it's punk mm-hmm. in the pink gear. The, the pink macho man style gear, which is like my favorite punk look. So I was like, okay, I have to fucking get this. And I think they had their ter- typical, like, three for three for 30 or, like, buy two, get one. So I got that. I think I got the Heath Ledger Joker, and I got – I forget what the third one was. And how but, many do you have now? Uh, Funko Pops, probably about 800. Okay, okay. Roughly. But it's the first one I bought. It is, it is of course, sentimentally number one for me, but it is legitimately the most valuable Funko Pop. I own because really? it was a, it was an exclusive. Oh yeah, it's it's upwards of two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Easy. Yeah, it, it is legitimately. I think my most well, as far as I know, and we'll get to that later. My most valuable toy in the house, um, give or take, you know, some things because they only made one Funko mold of him, obviously, because he was out of the company afterwards. It was an exclusive, which exclusive still meant a goddamn thing back then. Now an exclusive, super easy to get because they're so mass produced. Um, and it was such a, it was so early in the existence of Funko that they vaulted things and they had limited releases of them a lot earlier than they do now. So, um, so it sits, I'm looking at the side of it right now in my living room, in my kitchen, my favorite wrestler of all time. And it's one of my favorite toy lines ever. So it definitely would be there for me. Um, we'll kind of serpentine like we did in the other top 10. So I'll, I'll do my nine. Uh, again, not an action figure, but uh, a wrestling toy accessory. My number nine is the LJN WWF WrestleMania Championship belt. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I found uh, two years ago at a, at a toy convention. Toy conventions, I absolutely love them. Uh, I know you've been to C2E2, but have you been to any other, like, smaller, just, like, toy-based conventions? No. Okay. 
uh, I'm going to tell you do, and then in my next breath, I'm going to say don't. Don't. Yes. <laughs> that makes well, uh, complete sense. Yes. Yeah, I, I love them, but I, I've done some serious damage. Uh, the guy who had the British Bulldog LJNs I was referring to at that show um, also had this carded LJN championship belt. And I've been looking for a carded LJN piece for a very long time. The wrestling superstars figures are impossible to get in A, good condition, or B, at a decent price. And I love being stumped. I was like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> I've never seen this title before. I Googled it real quick. The only one I could find was, like, for three or four times the price this guy was asking for. I got it at an amazing price. And also just, like, the history of it. Like, the title was ex- the exact title, basically, that Hogan was carrying around back in 86, 87. And it has, like, these side plates <laughs> with, like, the names of past champions and the length of their title reign on it. And then the back has, like, all the first couple series of images of the figures in the ring and stuff. I was like, this is – I'm like, what, how much you want for it? And he probably could have said a much larger number of been like, done. And then a funny side note is the first time I ever uh, per, uh, bought something off of PayPal before, there was a typo in the guy's email. So I sent it to him. I'm like, all right, man, cool. Thanks a lot. And I went and, like, I walked it to my car because I wasn't going to carry it around the whole con. I walked back, and I see him scanning the room. He's like, you! I'm like, yeah, what's up? He goes – Where's my money? I'm like, what do you mean? I PayPaled you. And I was like, oh, I, like, I wrote like an O instead of an I on his last name. I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> Not my intention. <laughs> and then uh, I ran into that guy again at a, a con, and I bought some more things off of him. And I was like, oh, I already have you here because you're the guy. And he's like, oh, you're the guy who gave me a heart attack. Thanks. So, um, yeah, I, I love that. I love it. And maybe the only carded LJN piece I ever own. So that's it's very sentimental to me. When, when we do that road trip, uh, I'm also going to have to uh, ask that we add – uh, flea markets and thrift stores to the uh, to the oh uh, absolutely as well because yeah you and I kind of have an unspoken agreement on some wrestling toys that are just ridiculous that are not in our price range now or probably ever mm-hmm. um, that, that what we either have to buckle up and get one day or our hope is to find them out in the wild in a situation like a thrift store or a flea market where. I'm saying we're gonna hose somebody. Off no, the no, but they just don't know. They just but don't they know. They just don't know. And yeah. it's like, oh my god, this is the holy grail of holy grails. Uh, I look forward to both of us having to underplay that so much, and then mm-hmm. celebrate in the car where we rupture our eardrums and then eat seventy five dollars worth of food because that's mm-hmm. how much money, more money, we would probably should have paid for whatever we bought. Exactly what will happen is one of us will have to leave the situation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No matter who it is that's yes. ultimately getting it, yeah. I'm, the other person's going to be like, oh, my God, oh, we my God, will, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. The other person will be wanting to, like, spliff star hype man the the other person as they purchase we will, it. We will blow up that person's spot real fucking yeah. bad. <laughs> um, I – yeah, like, I – my dream is for this entire market bubble to just burst. Burst mm-hmm. violently. Because I don't – I'm not buying them and collecting them as, for sport or, you know, because it gives me a, a boner or anything like that. Yeah. I do it because I, I genuinely love these things. And even if they were yeah. worth five cents a piece, I would still be trying to, to get all of them. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, do I have a long-term goal? of potentially selling some stuff. Sure. I'd be, yeah. I'd be stupid not yeah. to say that because I have a child and I'm investing in her future, but 
just the hunt and the adrenaline I get off of it is just is just as worthwhile to me. Well, that so, you said earlier in the uh, show too, because um, like whenever a new Hasbro comes in, I'll spend like a good three to five minutes just kind of like looking at every little detail, but like specifically if it's one that I never had before. Because actually, I mean, for the most part, of all the toys that like got sold through yard sales and whatnot. The wrestling toys are the only ones that didn't go. I still have every single yeah. one that I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually, like, get the opportunity to reclaim something because I still have it. This is all, like, yeah. just new conquests. And, like, just, again, I'll just stare at it for minutes on end. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. One of the things I have liked about the toy convention scene is the commiserating with certain <laughs> sellers and people were like, I'll go up to yeah. somebody and they'll have like one LJ. And I'm like, hey, you got any more of these? He's like, nah, I can't keep them anymore. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then it's just like, what the fuck happened? Because a lot of toy dealers, if they're not re- specifically wrestling based, they don't really know. Mm-hmm. So they're getting all these requests and they're buying whatever they can and they're asking fair prices for things based yeah. on what the market is now. There was a guy who I got about eight or ten off of last year, and he and I was like, man, I'm so glad he had him. He goes, dude, I've had these for so long, and now I can't fucking keep them. He's like, yeah. it's just over the past couple years with specifically the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think Mattel, the popularity of like the Mattel toys have just put a spotlight on the older ones. Yeah. With the documentaries and stuff. Like, there's a higher profile, and it's also – over 30, 35 years for some of them, that that's when toys start really hidden if they mm-hmm. weren't mass, mass, mass produced, or if they were mass produced, but people were such shitmongers with their toys that ones in good condition are so valuable. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up later is just, like, toy media. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I mean, you just basically said it all that I kind of wanted to touch on. Just, like, yeah, it just – it's it's been – if you're into that kind of thing, it's been fun to consume, like especially the toys that made us. Um, it's just, yeah. it's you know, it kind of it it has uh, effects down the line <laughs> that end up no. in your wallet. It hurts. It hurts. What's your number nine? My number nine is the uh, Hasbro Andre the Giant. Uh, mm. I always kind of felt like it was a special uh, figure to have, and just as far as like my toy wrestling league. Uh, he was the boss. He's the boss in real life, and he was the boss in my league. Like, he was always my, my top heel. And, you know, no matter who it was, whether it was Peter Vankman or, uh, you know, Billy the Blue Ranger or whatever, like, he was, he was top dog. Shit, a little, a little small deck of cards he can hold where he can play, uh, like, <laughs> like bridge backstage in your backstage area with yeah. toy Arnold Skoland. <laughs> um, uh, do we get into this now, the wrestling fed talk, or do we want to save it? It can be whenever. Because <laughs> you already kind of touched on it. Like, yeah, I know we each had our, our feds and man, I, I mean, I could talk about that for another two or three full episodes, but my whole thing was the cross promote, not the cross promotion, but just the like the merging of worlds, which I think oh, you yeah. just said you did the same thing. The only thing I didn't do was the po- my Power Ranger toys were off limits for that. Cause my mom was like, "These are valuable, and like you have to play with these separately." Uh, which then I end up selling them for nothing, basically. Same. Don't want to get into that. Don't want to get into that. But um, yeah, dude, I 
I was such a big everything action figure collector, and I still am. And as I mentioned earlier, I go back and I get a piece from here. So I'll get, like, a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves carded figure, a real Ghostbusters carded, a Ninja Turtles carded. But they all had one real purpose for me, which was just a wrestling fed. And sometimes I would be like, oh, well, they yeah. didn't make a oh, – I'm trying to give an example. Uh, they, I don't have a Mantor figure, so – this fat villain from Biker Mice from Mars will have to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then in other cases, I would just take, like, whatever character it was. And it's like, oh, yeah, the boss from Dinosaurs? He was my number one heel. Mr. <laughs> Richfield? Yeah, that's a badass fucker. He, he was a stout, voiced by Sherman Helmsley and all. <laughs> he was a badass motherfucker <laughs> in my league. So that was, I had so many, like, crazy everythings. I'll get into a specific moment later on with one of my toys, but I, I went full board with it all, and I, I think you kind of did the same. I Yeah, and I was much more into kind of like the, the, the showy aspects as well. So I also had like a lot of play sets, and so like they all mm. served like different – like I had like – I have like 15 different entrances in my arena because – like, if you had a, a vehicle, like, you were coming to the ring in either, you know, the Ecto-1A or the Ecto-2 or nice. the Ninja Turtles pizza thrower. Like, that's what you were either coming into the ring with or you were coming in through, like, the my Swamp Thing playset where you come up through the swamp or on my Batman playset where you would, like, kind of, like, come through, like, the little rock wall or something like that. Uh, and then mm-hmm. my Ghostbusters firehouse was, like, the locker room, basically. Because uh, there was a lot of backstage politicking in my uh, toy fed as well. Of course there were. Your favorite wrestler was Hogan. Of course I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me, yeah, I never like pretended other characters were what they, uh, other, anything other than what they were. Uh, every, everybody stayed the same. Um, and I had like the 12 inch Power Ranger uh, uh, toys, mm-hmm. and then I had like the the Fliphead toys, which is the ones who would always wrestle. Um, and yeah, I never really like kept too much track. I also had like the little um Hasbro belts as well that would like come with the ring or like elsewhere. Yeah, I had another WCW belt and then I had like the two million dollar man belts. Um yeah. and yeah, it was just like you know, it was just on like every you know, every weekend and every afternoon it was on. I oh yeah, I did the same. I, I think I still have somewhere at least two years worth of, I'll have to find them, of, like, my Fed written out. Like, I would write down the matches and the winners and the time and the moves they won with and, like, title histories and shit. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, man, that's just, I had... That's a you thing. That's a heavy you I, thing. Man. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I do feel like a lot of people I have seen on, like, Instagram and stuff, like, these, like like, wrestling figure memes sometimes where it's like, tell me you didn't do this. And it's people, like laying their figures out in a row, like the order of their show, like all ready for them to go. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw another person as well did the same thing I did where it was like, they use like markers for blood on their figures, which I did. Cause like uh-huh. there was no other way to do it. So if you need to get color, man, which now I'm like, I, you fucking fool. I never even heard about that until I think you mentioned it when we were FaceTiming last week. Mm-hmm. Cause like I would never, my mother would, <laughs> string me up from my insides if I ever thought to do something like that. I had a a real Ghostbusters uh, hunchback uh, of Notre Dame who I, like, tried to feed dry macaroni to, 
and then there was just a piece of dry macaroni stuck in its fucking throat for the rest of my life. Uh, like that was like the worst. I, cause you know, always instilled in me, like take very good care of your toys, which I did. Like I was going through a lot of my, um, sure. my Hess trucks, uh, cause my every year I, my dad would buy me a Hess truck and like going back to like 1989 and I would play with those fuckers on a regular basis. And I was taking them out now to like kind of just see like what kind of shape they were in. They're still mint condition because I took care of my shit. I took – so I only broke three toys in my life. Two of them are Jack's Bone Crunchers, which those are just shitty condition anyway. The other one was a Coco Beware much later on in, in my life. Uh, so it's funny you mentioned the family thing. So I, such a vivid memory to me. I don't remember why, but my mom and my grandmother and I wound up at like a trade show once. I have no idea why. <laughs> it was like in like some weird Akron convention center. I don't know if we knew somebody there or what. We ended up like walking around the, the trade show for like a little while. And there was somebody there that had these like vanishing or like erasable markers. And I was like infatuated. I was maybe like seven or eight years old. And I was like, I have to get these. I have to get these. Mom's like, absolutely not. Who do you go to? You go to grandma. And my grandmother which, again, we'll get to later on, knew what was up. So she explained to my mom that the reason I wanted them was because I was using my markers to show that my toys were bleeding in wrestling matches. Now I could erase the blood off the toys. So my grandma hooked me up with those, and I used those for the rest until they dried out and were gone, uh, which they lasted a very long time because I didn't use them for anything else, uh, was that's how like my later toys were in better condition because of erasable markers my grandmother bought me at a trade show i'll tell you what i was also the other thing about it is i didn't even i i didn't even think to do that just because i was running a pg fed baby this was for, for all ages oh no we're not oh, scaring man, away the kids we're not scaring away the one in the, in the chris mullet sean michaels uh epic storyline of 1994 to 1996 i'm gonna get color i mean do you have you met me you know i'm gonna get no, color i get it Are i you, get it no, i know I, I used to also, uh, you remember the big blue LJN cage? Yeah. I used to, when I had cage matches, I would just line the cage with like the red marker. So if you do like the old Ric Flair rub their head <laughs> in the cage spot, the, 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 the marker would rub off on the face. It looked great, dude. I knew what the fuck was up. <laughs> I was, I was like the Jim Crockett of wrestling toy feds where it's like 60% of the guys are getting color in this match. I'm just telling you. Meanwhile, uh, I was watching them and not letting them go off the top rope. Uh, <laughs> my next figure. Uh, so you remember how I was just saying, like, I took care of my toys. They were all in fucking pristine condition. Uh, well, this mm -hmm. one character is uh, this one figure is damaged. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. because uh, it was uh, my childhood dog, uh, a Shetland sheepdog named Chelsea. Uh, early on in her life, when she was teething, I'm imagining, uh, she got a hold of Typhoon's foot and yep. just went to town on Typhoon's foot. And I was, like, really upset for a long, long time about it. Like, he's still functional. He still stands and everything, like, perfectly fine. Um, but it's definitely, like, you know, this was definitely a chew toy to some dog. Uh, but now it just, like, gives me good memories of, like, the one family dog that we had. Um, and it just makes me happy. So to the point where like, I'm, I'm like starting to any, if I did have any figures that were, uh, damaged, like, you know, boss man, the 
uh, Bossman two with the clothesline, like those arms will just like pop off. Or like I had a uh, a Hug Hogan uh, that like I bought it like a full head market. Linda Blair. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm like replacing those and it feels good. Um, but I don't know that I can bring myself to, uh, you know, get a new typhoon. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think. Be like, yeah. If anything, I'll, I'll stand them like right next to, or like, you know, I'll put chewed foot typhoon somewhere and then the other typhoon like with earthquake and, you know. Or this should be the caveat. That should be the one you get carded. Yeah. Yeah. That's carded, not about you it. get a carded a carded typhoon and then you have like a good pristine one, but it's the one you have carded. Yeah. That is, is an idea. Yeah. No, your type. This is what we're here yeah. for. Exactly. This, this is, we could have done this privately, but we're, we're just using an episode to just work out our own toy ideas to one another. Uh, my number eight is a, is a Hasbro as well. It is um, not besides the green cards, maybe the rarest Hasbro to get. It is the dusty roads. Series 2, I believe, Hasbro, um, had it as a kid, had no idea that it was so fucking rare, went with all the rest of my toys, and we were in college, and yep. I, I only had a few, I yeah, I only had a few figures, um, cause I worked at Toys R Us and stuff, and then, and then I, I got big into like buying them super cheap from high spots or whatever, and we went to, like the it wasn't the, was it the Ocala flea market or like the Alachua County flea market or something? But it wasn't the flea market part of it. They had a um, an antique shop, Waldo, the Waldo yeah. uh, Waldo flea market and antique store or whatever. So the antique store is normally like Faberge fucking eggs and whatever. But they would have a couple little cases of like miscellaneous. They had like Desert Storm trading cards and some shit. So I'm walking through and I found um uh like an old like Disney. RPM that I bought, and then right next to it was a fucking Dusty Rhodes. I'm like, holy shit, a Dusty Rhodes Hasbro. That's really cool. Like, and I saw, I forget how much it was, maybe like 30, 50 bucks. 30. Man, I remember so specifically it was 30. Really? Yeah. It's a fucking steal. Uh, well, yeah, I remember yeah. that, especially like throughout the years, you can't find one that's in shitty condition for less than 50 bucks. Yeah, I was like, man, that's so crazy. Like, I had all these. And that is what really started me back because <laughs> I was before remember, Toy Hunter. I that fucking moment, man. <laughs> I was like, man. And then I and then I went and I was like, oh my god, like this is actually really rare. Like, okay, cool. Like, I know I have like ninety nine percent of the battle to go, but I feel like I have like ninety five percent of the battle to go because I just saved a lot of money on my first one. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's every time I go up and I see it, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. Because um, that that was when I got that. I didn't even know green cards existed. Like, I had yeah. no idea that late in the game that there was, like, other Hasbro they didn't even know about that were going to be more money. So that Dusty holds a special place in my heart. Uh, you know what just as number Yeah. What? The fact that, like, the most expensive ones, specifically, like, those green cards, they're mm-hmm. all schmucks. There's nobody, oh, like, like, on the Pantheon. Like, the fact that Sean no. Waltman is the most expensive fucking Hasbro is the sickest joke played on all of us. The fact that it's, a Billy or Bart gun can fetch $150, fuck me, man. That. Dude, I – the kid figure I've always loved because I've just always loved the one, two, three kids gear. It's a very yeah. colorful, I, poppy figure. Yeah. Um, and I've all – and, like, Ludwig Borga, Adam Bomb, like, that's the only Borga oh, figure right, ever. Fucking Adam Bomb, calm down. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. But no, I I totally feel you. I hate that I know that one day I'm going to have to do it. And that's, mm-hmm. those are the ones where I'm like, I'll just wait and hope upon hopes that I find it in the bottom of a dirty bin somewhere. Yep. And I can just be like, at 20 bucks, you know? And they're yeah. like, oh, sure, honey. Another one. Uh, no, I, I feel you on that. Uh, I almost wish that the orange, I don't know if the orange series would have been better. So take the green card series and then take them up against uh, King of Hearts Owen, Diesel, Bastion Booger, Mabel and Moe. Uh, I think uh, Babyface Doink, and this is what's going to ruin it. And and then uh, Jarrett, yeah, <laughs> country star Jarrett, and then Made in the USA Luger would have been the Damn. final Hasbro line. I think that's a that's a good line. Go. That's a good line. Yeah. I mean, I'll the, even say it. Like stars in the cards are the Evil Crush, and then just a repainted Yoko. Well, I'll even say it. The 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 Jarrett. The Jarrett toy would have been a good toy. Like, yeah, he's still like colorful and, you know, like, yeah, probably should have included a guitar. Maybe 10,000 guitars. (laughs) Still charge the same $10 for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would have. It would have. I have um, uh, before I stopped buying anything from him. uh, this guy on Instagram, whose name I won't even say, we've, we've cussed him out before. He had really cool, uh, like, an, uh, uh, pins that were drawn by the guy that did the Hasbro toys, uh, that were either toys that were never made, like what theirs would be, like Savio Vega, Mantor, Santa Claus, things like that. But then he had them do pins off of the original, uh, drawings of those figures. So I have those. And I feel good about having some kind of, production of them so uh, but that's the last i'll talk about that fucker uh my number seven is i think in the pantheon of wrestling toys i think it might be the greatest toy of wrestling figures of all time it is the ljn macho man randy savage it is i already geeked out over the pink tights earlier of, of punk it's the pink tights with the stars He's got the bandana. He's got the glasses. It's just gorgeous. Uh, it was part of the box I referenced earlier my wife got for me for Christmas. It sits in my office upstairs. It is just the epitome of LJNs. I had to get an LJN on my list. Uh, so that, that, that's mine. And it's just, it's that good of a figure that I just had to shout it out. It means a lot that I, that I have it. Cause again, now it's worth a lot more money than than it used to be. So that's that's my seven. What's your seven? Uh before that, do you know that thing where um how like a lot of the dealers that we follow and buy from on Instagram uh, also have the same problem that we do? Um and then they'll buy from other dealers and tag them in posts that you see yeah. and then you find those dealers and they have other interesting things. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, at Junk Shop Dog. Um, I'm just going through a whole bunch of, uh, carded ha- Hasbros right now. They do have a carded tugboat for $99. So that'll be, you know, down the way. They have a lot of, like, cool Japanese toys oh, as well. Go ahead and oh, leave this in. You, 
bastard. I've yeah. been looking for a Japanese toy. Uh, they hot have on my list a off. lot. Any Puresso. And um, I had randomly of all randoms. You've seen this, I think, before in my house. I think I got it like at a Dollar Tree or somewhere at some random mall. Uh, CMLL had like LJN style toys. I got a Vampiro when I was like seven years old. <laughs> like, I don't know who the fuck Vampiro was. He was like five years away from BWCW. And it, 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 the card says Vampiro and whatever Canadian is in Spanish. Canadian SE or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just called him like vampire guy or whatever. And then like five years later, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that vampire toy I have. I love those fucking toys. The Rey Mysterios, the Ultimo Dragons, they're hot on my list. So I want to get one of those and I've wanted to get like this NWO mood I just saw. You fucking brother. I don't blame me. <laughs> uh, I, I won't yeah. tell you. Who I yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he's got so many. They are in Australia, so uh, I can only imagine what shipping is going to be. That yeah, explains why I they saw, got so many, the uh, so many Japanese toys. <laughs> yeah, he definitely explains. Oh, that Kobashi is dope. Where's that? Uh, where's that? Um, fucking fucking. Oh, damn, they got a Kojima. I might just have to get Brick Club. $49, that's a lot. Uh, where's that, it? Muda? 49 Uh Muda, I saw a couple Mudas. Uh, it's a little bit higher than Typhoon. Uh, where the fuck did he go? I lost him. That's him. for the best. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I found him again. There's also a... Man, these are really good prices. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, let me follow this guy. Uh, also, I found oh, a guy today. Damn it. Yeah. I, I wonder. Um, I mean, like, you know, uh, it doesn't hurt just to ask what the shipping is. You know what I mean? I think he had him in there. I think it was like 15 bucks, which, in all honesty, for Australia, probably ain't bad. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what international shipping costs. Yeah. Um. I I followed a guy today on the Podsoggle account. Full disclosure, I don't use my personal Instagram. I use the Podswoggle Instagram for all this because I don't know how Instagram works. It's just easier for me. Well, I'm gonna. I need to start do, switching everything over. I follow the guy on Instagram, uh, Bobby underscore eighties. He's apparently here in Orlando, which horrifies me. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yep. Okay, the Ghostbusters guy. Okay, just <laughs> it seems like you know very well, so I won't say anymore. <laughs> he was selling a bunch of prototypes from like. Aliens mm. and Godzilla and stuff today for like five hundred, six hundred dollars. Lord knows where he got them from. Yeah, most of his stuff isn't for sale. It looks like like he has a lot of promotional material, but I still thought it would be somebody that you would like just to follow to see. Like, oh yeah, there's like the store advertisement for like the oh, yeah. the yeah. fucking uh-huh. uh, bolted shitty uh-huh. cereal. And stuff. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's your what's your seven? My seven is the loose Tommaso Ciampa figure that's still in my glassware cabinet. <laughs> I'll let you tell the story of this one. Happily. <laughs> uh, so uh, some of my favorite uh, more modern figures were Target had uh, the first like NXT exclusive figures. And again, found about them very, very late, but the packaging on them is just fucking beautiful. 
white packaging with the yellow NXT logo. Loved them. So they released like the first like six, and I got the like, the, the first in lines on those. And then they also had Gar- uh, the first ever Giant Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa figures in that line. Uh, but they weren't like released right away. Same thing they did with like the the Mattel Hasbro's, uh, where like Taker and Warrior are part of Series One, but they released them like months later. So I was worried I wasn't going to find them, but I finally found them. Told you I found them, and you're like, cool. Uh, so I knew the next time I found found them that I was going to buy them and send them to you. But I knew because this was right off the heels of Gargano getting turned on by Ciampa. So you were running hard with the Ciampa gimmick of, fuck that bastard, I hate him to death, yada, 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 whatever. So uh, what do I do? But I buy you uh, the set. But then I mail you at work the Tommaso Ciampa figure and put in there a Polaroid photo of myself holding both carded garganos <laughs> with the yep. happiest look on my face I've ever made in my entire life. So you'd send me a message telling me to go fuck myself basically. And then I believe like a few weeks later for pod slam, I brought up the actual gargano and gave it to you. Little did you know that on clearance, cause these somehow hit clearance. Eventually there was another Chompa that I bought. I opened it and I hit it in a Flanagan's cup. And if you don't know what Flanagan is, it's a South Florida restaurant chain, basically like an ale house uh, with like a lot of seafood, great stuff, but they're known for these huge, like 32 ounce plastic green cups. You get to take home with you. Uh, Rich has been drinking out of one for as long as I knew him. So I made it a point that pod slam that I was going to hide this Tommaso Ciampa in his house. So I hid it under a Flanagan's cup because the six-inch figure can stand up perfectly underneath a Flanagan's cup and nobody be the wiser. Cut to, like, is four months right, probably? <laughs> like, is it that was, summer? It was the next year, that is for sure. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah, like, January, okay. February. Okay. It was probably around Rumble time. Uh, Spencer yeah. texts me going, holy fuck. I, I, I think Spencer was the only person that knew that I did it. <laughs> Uh, Spencer Chicken goes, holy shit, he just found that jump. I had forgotten about it. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about it. I was like, oh, my God, that makes my night so well. Because you swore up and down, not in my house. I will not allow that in my home, which is why Trump has stayed at your office in Chicago. But I wouldn't let that happen. So I'm glad it means a lot to you. Yeah, he. it has not left the cabinet. <laughs> it is on top Good, of a cup right now. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, you and I will do that. Like, uh, there's a reason why there were pens in our freezer in our college, our yeah. college apartment for like two years. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, some things like you just keep them that way because it's, it's just too funny not to. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was your seven. Your Tommaso Ciampa in, uh, underneath a Flanagan's cup. What's your six? My six, um, is, uh, also got kind of a personal, uh, touch to it. Uh, one, it's my first and at the moment, uh, only LJM. Uh, mm-hmm. It is ca- a Captain Lou Albano LJM. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, personal to me uh, because I grew up hearing uh, stories, Captain Lou stories from my grandfather who was uh, Captain Lou's college football. They were college football teammates and they were also roommates as well. Uh, 
Um, and he basically got them expelled from, I believe, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's all in uh, the book that my grandpa like co-wrote with Joel Selvin and John Johnson, uh, Peppermint Twist, The Mob, The Music, and The Most Famous Dance Club of the, of the 60s. Um, there's a lot of very good Captain Lou uh, stories in there. Uh, and also just like grew up getting like autographed Captain Lou, like, you know, uh, headshots and, and there, there was like this Captain Lou WWF like magazine that was just about Captain Lou and he like signed it. Oh yeah. I remember it. I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I figured if I was going to get my first, uh, LJN, it might as well be somebody that, uh, my, that I have a a familiar, familial uh, connection to. Uh, And came it, came, uh, Hey, listen here. Uh, Uh, and it's also like very good shape too. I, 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 it was one of the reasons why I didn't start with LJNs because I just imagine they're all like, you're not going to find one decently priced that's not beat the shit, but no, it's possible. Yeah. Captain Lou seems like he's again, one of the heavier. So like him, Bundy, uh, one man gang are like, they're weighted perfectly in terms of like they weigh more than like a Jim Brunzel LJN. You know what I mean? Um, but like, they're just thicker. So like, it seems like they're just harder. Like my Captain Lou probably is one of the better looking ones I have as well. It's just something that seems to happen. Uh, that Peppermint Twist book is still available on Amazon. There's only one left in stock. I just put it in my Amazon cart. So I may end up being the one that knocks that bad boy down. I've wanted to read that book. Uh, six, what's your six? Uh, that was my six. Oh, sorry. Uh, so it would be me, uh, my six. Uh, again, a newer edition. I think I bought it last year or two years ago at this point. Uh, probably last year at uh, Orlando MegaCon. It is the Ultimate Warrior Star Toys action figure. Can't even call it an action figure. I hate to say this. It's a doll. Uh, <laughs> and this is something I learned from uh, not their podcast, but Figure It Out, which was their WWE uh, like toy hunter style show that they had YouTube show at the time where uh, in Spain they produce these really odd. Uh, they're bigger than 12 inches, probably like 14, 16 inch, like monstrosity dolls Yeah. of, of Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, Jake, the snake and the ultimate warrior. And they are horrific looking like Google the, the picture of the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of choices, it may end up being a, like a Hulk Hogan Star Toys figure because it's horrific. Uh, and I remember Ryder freaking out over it. Like, holy shit, these are super rare. Uh, like, they're vacuum sealed in this, like, really weird packaging. And it's like, man, these are, like, chalked up. It's, like, one of the most rare things ever. So I'm at Megacon. I get into the guy's booth. I pick up a couple random things. I look up, and what do I see? What an Ultimate Warrior Star Toys in the package in its original packaging, because the bottom sticker says WWF Guerrero Ultimo. <laughs> so I know it's legit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe it is found one of these in a while. I was asking the price. I didn't piss my pants. Uh, it was at, at that point, it was the most expensive toy I'd ever bought. I've since surpassed that. Um, but it sits on my mantle in my living room just because it's, it's such a rare piece. That I just I love looking up at it and being like, God damn, I found that. I didn't have to buy it online. I found it somewhere. I haggled the price on it. I got it from a good dude who's 
kind of like a friend. Every time I go to a con, I buy something from him and we shit on Zack Ryder. Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so it's, it sits on my mantle and I, I hope to one day maybe get uh, another one. The Bossman one is incredibly rare. The I Bossman just one saw is, a picture of it. Can confirm yeah, uh, these are nightmares. They're, they're fuel. At the bottom of it, they also were going to do so many more. Just recently, Ryder was claiming that he found some Series 2. They look like fan uh, custom customizations, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, they were going to do like a whole line of them. Uh, the con I was just at in January, I bought uh, a WCW uh, San Francisco toy maker giant off of him. And I was like, oh, yeah, like remember last time I had the Star Toy? If you come in ones, he goes, dude, I'm still looking for that boss man. I was like, well, when you find that boss man... You can keep it for a little while, and then I'll be the one to buy it off of you. <laughs> so we kind of like an unspoken agreement. That's how it's going to go. But man, a lot of big boss man toy uh, toy uh, promoting on this on this episode today. Um, my five, my five is the purple carded Hasbro Scott Steiner that one Mister Rich Campbellucci got for me for. My birthday several years ago, I shrieked like a little girl when he handed it to me <laughs> because it was the first carded piece uh, of Hasbro's in my collection. I now have four, but it'll forever be the most sentimental to me because not only is it my first and not only did it come from you. And now this is Podswoggles. Of the week. But it came from Scott Steiner, who I fucking love, by the way. Talk <laughs> about some badass toys this guy had. Who, who make who are better toys than the Steiner Brothers? And you know what? I feel like we've been short-sheeted on Steiner Brothers toys. The Galoops were very basic designs. Just yellow singlet with a black back, blue singlet with a red back. The Hasbros are much better. The Rick Steiner Hasbro is obnoxious and glorious. It's it is fantastic. It's perfect. The uh, the Steiner is just as good um, in terms of like just the mismatch of everything. But we didn't get a lot of badass like Steiner Brothers toys, and that's a fucking disgrace because their singlets were cool, their moves were cool, their actions were cool. Yep. The Steiner Brothers are the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history. If they were here right now, I'd kiss both of them all the mouth, and then they'd beat me up because of it. But it'd be worth it. Scott Steiner, when it's done, done, we're going to be laughing out of your fat asses. Hey, Molly, give me three facts about toy Scott Steiner. Go. Scott Steiner's DNA toy looks like he took 19 dumps before they molded the figure. I remember his Jack's figure not selling well, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, in my action figure league when I was a child, I remember that I read an angle where my Batman Forever Two-Face shot Scott Steiner. <laughs> That's a true one. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had a gun, and like Scott like jumped in front of his brother, and it was a big story. Then like, will Scott Steiner be okay after getting shot by Two-Face? <laughs> Told you, man, those interpromotional angles, man, they worked. Oh, they worked. But yes, uh, so I love my carded Steiner. It is, it is... 
It is sitting up on my stairs right now because it fell recently and it gave me a goddamn heart attack. So it's been retired upstairs, but it is still. I will not own a loose one because anything I get carded, I'm just going to have is carded and I don't need a loose. So I won't own a loose, Scott. That That's going to be right front and center when I finally finish my Hasbro collection. Uh, cause that, that's the one that started it all. I, that was the, that is the one that started it all. That's the first figure that I ever bought off of Instagram. And I was very nervous about it <laughs> because <laughs> who buys things directly from individuals off of Instagram? Who does that? I remember you told me, you told me about that system. Like, I'm never going to do that. And then, <laughs> here I am. Yeah. So, yeah, never thought I'd be using I, a PayPal this much. No, no, I, I, I was like, who uses like only like drug bad drug dealers use PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your what's your five? My number five is that ruthless aggression Santino Morella that I have uh, on card and loose. I uh, believe you got that for me as well uh, because Santino Morella is, if not the greatest comedic wrestler of all time, could have been the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> Could have been they, if he just dedicated himself to that Boris Alexiev gimmick. They were talking about this on uh, New Day Pod recently, and God bless them because they're damn right. Like they were talking. One, they called him the greatest house show wrestler of all time, which I wish I could have seen him there in that setting. I believe. And yeah. uh, two, uh, they were talking about like, yeah, he was in the Rumble, and they were teasing him, him winning, and that crowd would have been. Great with that. And he was in the Elimination Chamber. He almost won the title. And that crowd would have been great with that. Do you remember? Those were back-to-back months. Yeah. That was, was that? I remember. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was no, the following were, year. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They were back-to-back years, which is still, it might as well be months in terms of wrestling. Trust me, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> if, it was, yeah, if it was back-to-back months, I wouldn't have been able to handle that shit. <laughs> You won't be on. You wouldn't be on Earth right now. You would be no. dead. Yeah. Yeah. You. You would be. They would be showing that apart. My apartment in Gainesville with your like your your dust, your, the spirit yeah. imprinted in that spot in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. What about very, very <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Uh, your four. Santino, and that was the first one that I got. Uh, my four is the uh, Johnny Gargano that you mentioned uh, earlier in the show. First, uh, his first figure, and those sweet NXT cards. And I have uh, I have them in my little Johnny Gargano shrine uh, on my uh, DVD case, uh, complete with um, uh, the. Johnny Gargano autographed card that Spencer got me. And then another year for Christmas, Spencer got everybody uh, just like votive candles for like whatever their shit was. Um, Mm -hmm. And he got Johnny Gargano, a Saint Gargano votive candle, which is is also right there. Gargano is going to go down as maybe an action figure goat because of the gear that he wears. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I have the first one and I have the, the Venom one, the one that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, got. I have a feeling that I'm going to make him my, cause I'm not really big into like the elites and all the other different like runs that they have mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like if, if I happen to like get one here and there, like cool, if there's a good deal or something like that. 
but I think that's sure. I think that's gonna be my like my project is is sure. Gargano figures. Gargano. Yeah, that's a fair it's a fair project. Uh, I know they're coming out with the Dark Phoenix gear he wore at last year's Takeover and when he debuted on the Rumble, and I love that fucking gear so much. Um, yeah, the for me like modernly, I I normally end up getting like at least one figure line because it seems like they do a first. I try to get everyone's first in line just in the sheer chance that somebody blows up. But mm-hmm. also most of those guys I'm pretty invested in because they're all the NXT guys at this point or whatever, or like the flashbacks or if they release like a certain look, like they released um, like Walmart had like an exclusive two pack that was like fantasy warfare. And it was like surfer sting and like original mortician undertaker and like a two pack. It's like, I got plenty of stings and takers, but just like, the packaging, the looks, the two of them, like, I'll get those. But, yeah, Gargano's one where it's, like, I could see myself, same thing, maybe, with Velveteen Dream, that, like, they have so many, like, perfect looks, like, gear-wise, that, like, Mm -hmm. I would want to get multiple of them just to get that timestamp on them, so. Yeah, I, uh, the one that I'm, I'm also kicking myself most recently for never, for not just, like, snagging up as soon as I could was the Macho Man Slim Jim one, which was just, like, yeah. When it comes to, like, packaging, it's like, oh, wow, y'all really just, like, fucking went hard on this, huh? Every, the only, because uh, every year Mattel would do a San Diego Comic-Con, like, WWE exclusive. That was the one last year. The only one I had is the Isaac Yankum, because that was actually, like, shared with Toys R Us. The Shockmaster one is, like, maybe one of my biggest toy regrets I yeah. could have gotten it online very cheap a few years ago, and now it's okay. ridiculous. Where he's falling down in the packaging, yeah. <laughs> like, great! It's like it's come br- on, it's fucking perfect. Uh, so yeah, they they knock it out of the park. But that muscle man, my muscle man is sick. Um, my four is uh, my four and my three and my two are extremely. Well, actually, my top four are all extremely sentimental, but four is maybe arguably the biggest one. Uh, it is the Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Dennis Rodman WCW two pack. Mm. Uh, I have a photographic memory, and I'm so glad I do for this story specifically. It is August of 1997, so Rodman just a month prior had worked uh, Bash of the Beach with Hogan against Luger and the Giant. And I don't know what the turnaround used to be. Like now, I feel like like the first Lars Sullivan figure came out last month. You know, like, like, it's so crazy how, like, the production yeah. of these things is now. Uh, around when I was 10 or 11 years old, I did start getting into looking at the sale ads and looking at, like, what toys were coming out. And in the Northeast, we had a department store called Hills. Uh, that's what Akron means. I don't know why there was Hills in multiple states, but that's the store. Um, and it's, it was one of the best places for getting toys. And in the ad, they said they had this, uh, it just came out, this two-pack Hulk Hogan, Dennis Rodman toy set. So I went, it was that Sunday, I was like, Dad, 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 please, can we go to Hills? Please, can we go to Hills? Please, can we go to Hills? I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. So uh, my dad hated me playing with toys. <laughs> like, hated, because I was, I was very into it. I would jump and I'd be loud. Um, and he's the main reason why I started collecting toys because I was bribed to stop playing with my toys to start like collecting them as like an investment and to still have them. 
uh, basically like months after this. I think this might have been the, one of the last set of toys I ever bought that I actually opened and like still played with at the time. Uh, so we went. Uh, we left my mom at home because my mom was on the couch crying because Princess Diana had died that day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's why I don't mean to laugh at that, but it's, it's such, a, such a vivid image. Is like, hey, I'm going to go take her to the toy store. Uh, we'll be back. She's like, okay, go. <laughs> like, she couldn't even go with us because she was so upset. Like, the rest of the world was. But not me. I needed my Dennis Rodman Hulk Hogan 2-pack. So we drove out to the mall area, went to Hills. They had, like, two left. I got one, busted open. Two of my favorite figures I played with and played with and played with and played with like crazy for those last few months that I was able to play with toys with. Got rid of my toys, uh, and then the first Orlando MegaCon I went to, uh, maybe like three or four years ago, I went to a guy who had a lot of wrestling toys, and there I see, hanging on the peg, mint on card, the Hogan uh, Robin 2-pack with a fucking Hills Store sticker on the top right-hand corner of it. Mm, wow. Could make it. I was like, of all the stickers for it to have, it'd have a Hills sticker. Um, and I was like, again... I got an amazing price on it. It's not super rare, as it turns out, or, or anything, but, like, I would have paid so much more for that because mm-hmm. it's such a vivid it's such a vivid memory of mine, um, especially now for me with uh, with my dad and all. But, yeah, we just got in the car, went and got it, and now it sits upstairs. I have the Venom Gargano actually covering the Hogan. <laughs> the Rodman displayed because <laughs> uh, Rodman's on the side where the sticker is as well. <laughs> so it's like... It's just perfect setup, uh, but I that toy means a lot to me, and the fact that I have it in like as the most original form that I remember it is, is awesome. So that's my four. Uh, my three is equally sentimental. It is the uh, yellow card Hasbro Razor Ramon. Now I have two of these now. I bought one mint on card uh, just this past January. Uh, from the guy who bought the LJ and Beldoff I mentioned earlier. But I still have, I have very few of my original toys. When I got rid of all my toys, I kept like 20 of my original toys. And it's a hodgepodge of whatever. Like my Fliphead Green Ranger, uh, like a bunch of stuff. And I only kept a few Hasbros and I kept my Razor Moon because I think it was my favorite Hasbro for whatever reason. Um, he's, he's super discolored because he was definitely somebody that, that juiced before I had erasable markers. Um, but he, for, for everything, he reminds me most of my grandmother. Um, I would always, when I went and stayed over with my grandmother, when I went and stayed with my grandma, that was Royal Rumble night. So paint a picture. My grandmother and my grandfather were sitting in, like, the their TV room, like, in their recliners watching, like, nightly TV. And they had a, uh, a, a bed in this room that where my great-grandmother slept when she was staying with them before she passed away. So that was my ring. It was a huge bed, and I'd have, like, the biggest sprawling rumbles ever. In the other room, I would have a table with all my figures laid out, and I had, like, flashcards, and that would be their number for the rumble. So I would run back and forth, count down every two minutes across my poor grandparents trying to watch TV, running in, getting the next entrant, running back to the bed, doing it. Um... And my grandmother, to her credit, you know how I am with stats and numbers and figures and everything. She would keep stats on every rumble I ever did. So as I was running back and forth to get somebody, I would say, oh, number 14 was eliminated by number 10. And she would have like a stopwatch. She would write down their names. Uh, I still have some of that stuff um, somewhere. 
but Razor Ramon at that time was just like who I always used. He uh, won a Royal Rumble. He won a Power Ranger Saber, which was a big storyline thing at the time. Uh, It was the Saber Championship. And, yeah, I I can just close my eyes and I see all that. Like, I just – I'm right there with it. So that reminds me of that memory in that moment a lot. So that's why it's so high up on my list. Uh, it, it looks like shit. I don't have the gold chains, uh, but that's why I got the carded figure because I can have both. That's only one of those I think I'd really have both in because of the meaning behind it. So that's that's my three as uh, the yellow card uh, razor. What is your three? Uh, wow. So that's um, you know, something to follow up on. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> something to follow. Uh, my number three is uh, actually kind of a repeat here on the list. Uh, it's Ninja Superstars, Michelangelo as Macho Man. Hell uh, yeah. I was going to put Gano on your list twice. I'm no. like, do that. <laughs> uh, I remember just being like flabbergasted when I saw them reveal that they were doing a Ninja Turtles WWE like crossover. And it just, yeah, it was just, it was, it was such a happy day. Uh, almost as, as, no, it was probably happier than the, the Ninja Turtle Ghostbusters one, which was also fucking cool as hell. Uh, and I would love to get my hands on more of those if I could find them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a cool as hell line that they did a very good job. Like, they took the time to actually, you know, probably try and match up the personalities as best they could. And it was great. I, I love that. I love it. I look at it often. It's great. They did a great job with the first series, specifically the second series. They were just like, okay, who are the four wrestlers we need to do? And then they just kind yeah. of slapped them on. But the first series, they knocked out of the park. I think I was with you. You bought that at Access, right? Or the the Superstore down I, here? Yes. Yeah. Well, I bought as many as I could to ship. Uh, well, not yeah. ship, but like pack and not well, yeah. demolish them, which I didn't do a great job of. But still, I, remember, I have it. I remember you had you had them all like I'm gonna get these and you're like how the fuck am I gonna do this and you're one I remember you specifically said like I'm getting the Michelangelo Macho Man like that's yeah. I have to get that like yeah. there's no question that's a, what I'm buying yeah. um yeah I wish again that was like two three years ago I I wish we were in deepness because I would have now easily got I've specifically oh yeah same I I, I mentioned we we talked about the uh, the masters earlier and I almost didn't even ask you about those but then we just talked about Mattels and like. I'm so scared to start asking you about those. <laughs> it's like, hey, what do you need or one of these? Because that's what, that's what Steve and I do here. But, again, Steve and I are five minutes away from each other where we can just hand each other something. Of the what? <laughs> like, of, of, of just any of the other, like, current, like, first-run Mattel toys. Yeah. Or any, like, now they're getting deep in the collector's editions of things. Like, mm-hmm. you saw with the Hastel auction last night. Like some of those already are forty, fifty bucks, and it's like I get lucky and I find them, and it's great. Like yeah. I'd have to pay fifty dollars for Wendy Richter, you know what I mean? Well, what also is very frustrating is, are like things like Walmart exclusives when Chicago doesn't mm-hmm. have a Walmart, you know? So it's like what the, f- you know, I gotta try and look out online. Those don't stick around, like they don't like restock. It seems either. To talk to me they about don't. the fucking the Kenner's Classics, babe, man. Uh, you talking about the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, man. I know, man. Hey, I trust me. How do you think I feel? I'm gonna find them in a store, and there's gonna be one set, 
and I'm gonna I already promised them to you, and then I'm gonna be the one that's fucking stuck up the ass with them. It's weird how those things go. I the deep fear I had in my stomach, which makes it sound so much worse than it actually needs to be. Oh, when like yeah. the when the the retros were announced as like Walmart exclusives, because I I was already struggling with like locally like getting anything decent. Because stuff is just I still I went to a Target this past weekend and they had a fucking Mattel Elite Magnum TA which came out five years ago still on the shelf. It was in a series with fucking purple and gray gear Neville. Like just goes to show like how some of these stores just fucking happen to be. You can still get a Stevie Ray in a tugboat like that. Um so like when I found them, I was like, oh my god, like gobble, 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 like get them all. Now I know, like, even if shit is beat up a little bit, depending on what it is, I still get it, because if I just find another one, cool, I found another one. Yeah. I got burnt so bad by um Harley Race has been a thorn in my side for way too long in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> sense to say. The but LGN you're not the only one to ever that. say it. I know. That's mostly authorities or Hogan. Um I never had the LJN as a kid, just recently bought it, but they had a really cool, again, Walmart exclusive. For all, like, the big four pay-per-views, like, they bounce back, like, between Target and Walmart, like, exclusives. So, like, Target will get Royal Rumble exclusives, then Walmart will get WrestleMania, whatever. They had a SummerSlam line that had the first, like, Mattel King Harley race. Cape, crown, gorgeous. Went to our local Walmart, uh, and they had him. But this box was maybe one of the worst boxes that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it looked like Mike Tyson treated that box like one of his girlfriends. Like, it was horrible. And I was like, I can't buy this. I can't. I'll find another one. Never saw another one again. The fucker is worth, like, $85 loose. <laughs> Jesus. And it's like, Harley? <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you told Harley with the story... Uh, after he was done smoking the four cigarettes that were in his mouth, he would probably spit in your face. Uh, rest in peace, Harley. But uh, so I, I've learned like, well, if I just, if I if it's bad enough, I'll do a quick search. And it's like, okay, well, it's just advantageous to hold on to just in case because you never know with this market how it's going to fucking be. And those Ghostbusters are going to be that way. I will find them. I will send them the picture. And I'm like, what do you want? And then when you say all of them, I'll say fine. I mean. Yeah, you only have to send me the picture. You know, the, you know, you know, you know already. I'm going to send you a video of me pissing on them, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I'm taking them." Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for cleaning them. For me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your uh, What is your two? Uh, my number two. Uh, the uh, you know, like this this guy hasn't aged well, you know. A lot of things have not exactly cast him in a better and better light as time has gone on. But sure. this particular figure is probably the reason why I'm like actually into wrestling to begin with. That's the series one mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan. Yep. Uh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you gonna say the wrestling buddy. No, I still have it, and it's mm, autographed, but. I apparently as a kid wanted to shave Hogan's mustache and so I started to take a scissor to it and then my mom beat the shit out of me. Um so it's cut. <laughs> I 
movie the last part is that. Like an hour ago, I was so good with my toys. Cut to, so I tried to shave off Hulk Hogan's toy mustache, and my mom whooped me. Um, and it's great. I wasn't, for whatever reason, I wasn't thinking about that. Um, because I guess I was just thinking more so about like figures. But yeah, that would obviously my wrestling buddy would obviously. Uh, be way up there because, yeah, I mean, beat the shit out of that thing as you were supposed to because of its function. Um, Lord, I wish I had the other ones. Um, uh, you know, but also, yeah, that specific action figure, the series one, uh, you know, most of the time, here's the number one baby face of my fed. Um, still in very good condition. Uh, and yeah, it was one of the, one of the first and, you know, got me going and I, I've still, there's somewhere, there's a picture of me the day that, uh, my uncle, the day that I got the VHS tape that my uncle illegally recorded WrestleMania nine off of and sent it down to me. Um, and I was watching that sitting in my Hulk Hogan chair with my Hulk Hogan socks and my Hulk Hogan action figure and my wrestling buddy uh, wearing my Hulk Hogan shirt and my Hulk Hogan bandana and wearing my Hulk Hogan underwear. And I was done. That was it. That was it for the rest of the time. Um, uh, yeah. This isn't a promise, but this is within within reason a guarantee. If I end up being the last Podswoggle champion, I am going to find as best I can all those items and send them to you. And you're going to do a Patreon exclusive video wearing all that shit and sitting in all that shit watching WrestleMania nine. It's <laughs> my uh, final champion power. <laughs> all of that would be a pleasure to do. Um, but I would say good luck trying to find that chair because one, I've checked and I can't find that thing. It, it may know, not have ever existed. I know it's the little no, I know swivel. Exactly, uh, no, I had it too. The uh, swivel chair? Not the swivel chair. It was like that's the one I so, had. Like, I see. Here's what I was envisioning: was they made a line. I think it was Hogan, Warrior, and Savage. Like the bodies, like their whole bodies. Like you could sit mm-hmm. in their lap. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? It swiveled. Oh, I didn't know it swiveled. I'm just, I'm, I didn't know. I thought, I thought it was like plastic and it just was like stationary. Oh, I know exactly the chair you're talking about. I'll fucking find it. I'll go to fucking Terry's house myself and pull it out of his stupid garage because all the Hogan's <laughs> beaches don't have that shit anymore. I will find it. Okay. Good luck. Find it. I'm not saying that it has to be a power I have to play like now. <laughs> I'm just saying I'll play the power whenever I find them. Then you have to do it. You can be 78 years old. You're going to sit your ass in that Hulk Hogan swivel chair and watch WrestleMania 9. Watch me. My number two. It is. I don't. Oh man, you know what sucks? It's it's in my it's in storage and it shouldn't be. Is my number two. All right. It sorry to interrupt you. you. Yes. Uh, but I did find it. Oh boy. On eBay. Oh, fuck. Any uh, any uh, any guesses as to what it's currently listed at? I'm gonna say 150. Cold. Cold. Uh, three hundred. Cold. Warmer. Wrong cold. way. 
No, uh, you're warmer, Jesus. but cold. A 500. That's it. Jesus. Well, I'll just have Sam make one. <laughs> it don't look like it. Oh, yeah, I just found the same listing. Oh, yep, that's exactly the chair I was thinking of. That is horrific. Yeah, I don't remember it being as as scary. Estate find? Who the fuck put this up in an estate sale? Did Linda Malaya die and we didn't hear about it? <laughs> um. Anyway, ooh, battery-powered toothbrush. I need to get off eBay. Uh, <laughs> my wife just gave me fucking bullet eyes. Uh, my number two is the... 1999 Jack's Pacific DTA Tour Blue Blazer. This was at a very, 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 very young age, 12, a figure that I did hear about or know about because of Toy Fair. You remember, did you ever read Toy Fair magazine at all? No. Or know Toy Fair? So Toy Fair was a great magazine uh, that I would... Sometimes I would just see in bookstores when I was getting the wrestling magazines. I would get sometimes that they had toy uh, on the on the covers and whatnot, and uh, uh, very much inspired Robot Chicken. They had like uh, like action figure theater, and they had like figures like doing skits and stuff. Uh, Steve still has a bunch of them. I've, I've read from him. They're talking about this figure is very rare. This figure is up because this was right after Owen Hart passed. So the deal I talked about with my dad that I had. Every two weeks, we would get to go to a toy store or Target or Walmart. I got to pick out one wrestling toy, and I got to keep it, just save it. So I had a bunch of the 98, 99 WCW and WWF toys. So I'd go to the store. They didn't have a lot, so I, I think I picked up, like, a ECW Devon Dudley or something. Like, it was like, I had my hand sucked. It was not – it was a weak week. So I went down another aisle, and they had, like, a little, like, like overstock section. I'm going through them, and in the very last peg on the very last row, there's the fucking blue blazer. And I lost my fucking mind. Like, people's heads turned in the store. Like, what happened? Is this child getting abducted? Nope, he just found a, a blue blazer toy. Don't worry about it. I ran to my dad, and I was like, this, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. So I got it. And, again, turns out it's not as rare as I thought. I've seen it out in the wild many times before, but... It was still my first big find, like as as a collector and as a as a kid. So I, I love that figure. It's the only Blue Blazer toy they ever made, obviously. The last Owen Hart toy they ever made, obviously. Um, and it's just a cool ass figure. It's got the cape and everything. I love it. So that's that's why it's my number two. And my number one, my most valued wrestling toy. We started with one. We're going to end with one. My most valuable wrestling toy is the Jack's ECW Series 1 CM Punk, the misprinted toy that my wife got for me. It's the first toy she ever got for me, with an assist from Rich Camelucci. Like everything uh, else in my fucking life. <laughs> there's her chiming <laughs> in right now. I thought she'd be asleep by the time of the podcast. I didn't want to give her credit for anything. Uh, it was the first first toy, the first collectible she ever bought for me of uh, my favorite wrestler of all time. To this day, up till an hour before we started recording this podcast, I tried to look for this toy on eBay in its condition, and I cannot find it. So, of course, CM Punk creates a lot of problems being an action figure with his tattoos. They never come with a Pepsi logo, or if they do, 
it's a really shitty circle with some red and blue in it. Uh, but most of his tattoos you can handle, uh, particularly the stomach tattoo, the drug, the straight edge tattoo. This one, for whatever reason, this copy of it was just misprinted and doesn't have that tattoo on his stomach. All the rest of them do. This one doesn't. I have Googled and searched misprint, all of it. Can't find it. Have no idea if it is valuable or if it isn't any more valuable or what it is, but the first toy she ever got for me, it was his first toy ever. It's a gorgeous figure. I will never get rid of that as long as I live. Even if I find out that's worth like ten, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, that's mine. That gets buried with me. No! <laughs> <laughs> and there's my wife ready to sell it already. Uh, yeah, that's that's my most prized wrestling uh, toy. So that is mine, Rich. What is yours? I think I have a good um, idea. Well, first, I want to shout out uh, something I don't have anymore, which would be the uh, the toy championship belt. Uh, it was like foam, and it was like a foil sticker of the winged eagle belt. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Had it. Uh, Try to keep it together as much as long as I could. Uh, would love to come into one of those again one day. Um, they seem pretty rare, uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if this if this was uh, an episode of uh, MTV Cribs, and my toy fed was the house, uh, then I would lead you to my blue Hasbro WWF ring and say this is where the magic happens, because yeah. it is where indeed the magic did happen like every that's that's the globe on which everything took place it's it's what everything revolved around you know it was the whole it was the whole thing and it was a great ring man it had the the ropes and like you know by the time the hasbros came around they were light enough to just be able to, to jump and fly off and bounce off those ropes and everything and yeah they just you know they were it was it was it was awesome and my dummy self uh, did the thing where I got more into WCW uh, and mm-hmm. put masking tape over the WWF sticker and wrote WCW <laughs> over it. And I've since take, taken it off. And so like the sticker's still there, but it's obviously like some of the <sighs> design has come up off of it. So I, I mentioned earlier that I, I ordered some replacement stickers and that's really the only sticker that needs to be replaced. And then I also didn't – I thought I was missing a turnbuckle, and then I counted them again the other night, and it turns out I actually do have all the turnbuckles. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all I need is the uh, – is that flag, uh, which is out there somewhere. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it was the the stage uh, that all the world was. I remember when you moved into your final apartment in Gainesville, the one bedroom, I think like the first thing mm-hmm. you put up was that ring on the wall. <laughs> and it oh. just looked fucking immaculate and beautiful, even in the condition that it's in. I think it's, I have a soft spot in my heart for the LJN ring. Cause of course it had to be bigger and it had the cage accessory with it as well. Um, the WCW Galoob ring sucked, even though I like the cage. Uh, but yeah, that original, that, like that is, that is the ultimate wrestling accessory that, that is, the be-all, end-all, it was perfect. Uh, you know what I love doing? Did you ever turn it upside down and have, like, a weird match, like, in the ring? You know what I mean? Like Yes, like absolutely. The, I forget what I called mine, but it was like when a feud got serious, you flip the ring over or whatever the <laughs> fuck, you know? And it was like you have to, like, throw them out of the 
thing, and it was like a big fall or whatever. So, yeah, it was that ring is that ring is boss. That ring is the best. I need to get I need to get an original, and I should have bought the fucking LJ ring when I had the chance, and I didn't. So, very very good. Those those are our valuable, sentimental, whatever you want to call them, top tens of wrestling toys. What else you got for me, Rich? <sighs> I mean, that's it. I, you know, we were chit-chatting uh, earlier in the day, and I was like, yeah, just this, so it's got to be all wrestling specifically, right? And like, yeah, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So um, we may just go and have another uh, toy-centric episode involving our larger Breath of Our Collection uh, and at a later yes. date on the blank slate. Yeah, because we are very much um, – my focus is obviously wrestling, um, and your focus at the moment is wrestling. But we've already mentioned Ghostbusters, Power Rangers, and Ninja Turtles, and then for me, mm-hmm. Funkos, as like huge parts of it as well. Um, and I have – I literally on my phone, I have a, a list of like the, the LJNs, the Hasbros, or whatever I need. But on that same list, I have just lines of toys – that I remember having as a kid or movies that had toys that I don't have like a carded piece for. And I'm like, I need to get one of these. Like I need to get a hook toy. I need to get Mm -hmm. a biker mice from Mars. I need to get a gargoyle. Like I, I like, like I won't be complete until, and every time I think I complete this list gets bigger and bigger and then something else happens. So, um, yeah, we will definitely have that on the blank slate sometime soon, soon. Once, uh, hopefully not, uh, hopefully not too late because by the time that happens, we will have had bought all the toys off of Instagram that we needed or wanted. <laughs> this is keep shaping up the way that it is. Um, did you have any, no other, we hit all the other topics you were talking about? Yep. Oh, wait, actually, no, Sweet. hold on. Let me go back. Um, all right. Um, so, Figure baths. Like, <laughs> you fucker. I'm still nervous to do so. Like, I, I yeah. probably will when my, uh, uh, cases come in. Um, this is another, like, you know, fuck the, the toy media, like, niche area. Cause, like, I did, I did the damn research. I, like, poured over every site and, 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 compared prices upon prices upon prices and 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 found what would be perfect for my collection are two cases off of IKEA and the called the 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 Detolf is that what it is Yeah, Detolf. Yeah. Only to find out I... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Only to find out that like when you when like when you're referencing it and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to end up getting like what would you get them off IKEA?" And like, yeah, I'm like they're called Detolfs. They're like, yeah, like all proud and happy. And I felt like such a dick. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like the most common one that like everybody gets. But again, you should find pride in the fact that you did your due diligence. You did the research and you came to the conclusion of the best thing. Like it's the yeah. consensus pick. Like it's like, whoa, oh, uh, the fucking uh, the Cavs were upset when they drafted LeBron. No, he was the consensus pick. Doesn't matter <laughs> if there's a Carmelo Anthony out there. You got the best choice. And well, you and all you, you you know, I'm also not like, going to do. Everybody. 
Well, and I'm also not going to do what everyone else seems to have done and also just, like, buy the lights and, like, those strip lights, no. like, from Ikea. Because, like, I think it was Hasbro's on Instagram was like, hey, tag us in your collection and we'll repost it. And everyone had the same case and the same tacky-ass, corny-ass-looking, awful LED lights. Whereas I went and did the more I, – I did the extra step and found some good dome lighting that I'm going to put at the top and the bottom so you can bottom light it as well. And it's going to it's gonna be – it's going to be fucking choice. It's going to look classy. It's going to look good. It's not going to look like a tacky-ass toy collection. This is going to be <laughs> a full-on – curated experience for your eyes man hell yeah i uh so figure bats so i one of the worst jokes and recurring bits in any writer in hawking video is writer talks about like gotta soak him up real good and like like sensual music plays he talks about giving his toys a figure bath i just saw a fucking thumbnail on youtube where he was literally in this goddamn jacuzzi bathtub with fucking bubbles washing his goddamn toys and it's like no but what i will do is because i don't not even in the middle of a pandemic like we're in right now but just in general i don't know where the fuck these toys have been a lot of these toys have been through some hell so i just take a a, like a, a bowl from my kitchen i put the toys in it I put some warm water and some dish soap and just let them soak for a little while. And when they come out, how I long? Scrub them. A little while. Man, like an hour or two. An hour or two. Okay. Sometimes longer. Like I, I, I've left them accidentally overnight before. Um, and I take them out. I dry them off. I check them to see how they look. I scrub Since off any dirt. You scrub off the dirt. Like how hard are you like scrubbing? Like a medium pressure. No, not even like like like, like a light in the low, yeah, yeah, like the light. Oh, okay. And if there's any smudges or even sometimes like what I think is a a scratch or a mark, it is just like some paint that's been rubbed off that I can get off pretty easily. I'd say sixty seventy percent of the time I get some stuff off and they look better than they did going going out. Sometimes you know it's just it's the peace of mind knowing that I'm not going to get whatever's on this toy from whoever had it before. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I've never had an issue with the Hasbro's, the mechanism's not working. Uh, of course, LJNs are fine because they're just rubber. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that you know, is definitely something that, buying, so. that that concerns me for the Hasbro's is, like, sometimes they'll have, like, like metal joints, you know, and it's like, I don't want I don't yeah. want this thing rusting up, you know? Yeah, I've never had an issue with that thus far, so that's, okay. that's to right. give you the peace of mind there. Uh, I have to add... Uh, so I refreshed Instagram and saw one of our guys we've been buying. He's in the market for some Mattel, uh, so from some elite Mattels. So every time that these happens, like like you said, they they quote the person they got it from, and I start profile jumping. So I just found one. Uh, my hobby is better than yours, and I shit you not, the most recent post on his Instagram is the carded flashback Harley fucking race I was just talking about. No. Saying, it's been a long journey. I swear to God, these never hit northern New Jersey. And if they did, it was brief. Finally, the king has come home. And he has bought this fucking toy. <laughs> and so after that, is something else that I'm desperately searching for right now. Not a toy, but again, a Walmart exclusive uh, for WrestleMania. They released uh, vintage retro pins. A vintage retro Funko uh, quote-unquote ring with a t-shirt inside of it. And this incredible lunchbox. 
that has like the Hogan uh, Andre stare down in animated form, and then the sides of the lunchbox are like Savage and Steamboat and Harley Race and Junkyard Dog. It is a glorious lunchbox. Can't find it fucking anywhere here in town. So there's his two most recent posts. So I hate this guy and I love this guy all at once. Uh, <laughs> he also has further down some Beetlejuice toys. And I was going to mention earlier uh, when we were talking, when you were talking about how like your firehouse was the, uh, was like the backstage area and whatever. The only accessories I ever used were, was the sewer playset. I would have like some gimmick matches in, but also uh, <sighs> I had a lot of Beetlejuice toys. It had the, uh, the vanishing vaults. And I would use the vanishing vault for like a casket match. <laughs> and I fucking love that toy to death. I've, I've almost bought it on card uh, since, and I just never pulled the trigger on it. But uh, yeah, this guy's going to be a real pain in my ass for a while. Oh, he has a Mercari site. Don't click on it. I just clicked on it. So yeah. All right. So a figure bass. What else? What else do you have? Hold on. Let me go to this. Um, yeah. Let's just. Let's just take a moment of silence while we just look at these, huh? <laughs> yeah, sitting. Oh, he's got a lot of strawberry shortcake. Okay. Oh, there's some card of man. I feel good about that. He's got oh. overpriced. That $175 Razor Ramon that I've spent more than half less for. Uh, man, that that Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior was on clearance at Target for ten dollars. You can't pay fifty dollars for that shit, please. <laughs> this is gonna turn to me just <laughs> trash this guy now. Um, so another thing that that you know has popped up in the uh, community is uh, letting them breathe, which <laughs> we you know we touched on earlier in the show. Um, but even beyond the idea of the artwork and, and the work and, and everything put into that, like, all you're doing it for is to maybe save some space. As an adult, yeah. leave it. You have no business taking it out of the packaging, you know? None. Like, I don't know. It just, it just fucking bugs me. Like, I don't know. It's like someone buying, uh, you know, a figure mint on card for like $150 and then taking it out, you know, for a video and then, like, then selling that then minty loose figure for, you know, like $60 or something like that. It just doesn't make sense, you know? It doesn't. I It's strictly the space thing, and it drives me nuts. If you want to do that, like, don't be a fucking psychopath and have to be that anal about the condition. Like, you got to make sacrifices. Do I do I wish I could collect all these Hasbro's and LJN's loose in perfect condition? Of course, but I'm a fucking realist, and also yeah. I'm not stupid and spending more money than I need to. I will buy it already cheaper loose, and also I would never take a toy that someone's going to value at the price they paid for it to not devalue it. And also, beyond the value of it and everything, like, the condition it comes in tells a story, man. Whether you know what the yes. story is or not, like, if it comes in the packaging, like, that means it it survived literal decades of being out in the open market when, you know, either when they were just, like, come as you will or whatever and, and fully stocked, not being opened, which is, you know, still surprising to, like, being passed down and being passed down and, like, 
Exactly. Those are like that's every single time that reaches someone else's hands. It's another decision that's being made not to open it. Or the ones that are open, if they aren't in pristine condition, that means they were fucking played with. That means they were used for what they were made for, like Toy Story shit, man. And and like you know, yes, you want to probably get like the best condition figure that you can. But if it's if if there's a little scuff here or there, some paint missing here or there, that means it like some kid at some point. 25, 30 years ago, had some fucking fun. God forbid. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It drives me absolutely bananas. Uh, and every person that does it doesn't deserve the toys they have. It's true. They should, uh, there should be a uh, Toys R. Um, last thing I got here is, uh, what you chasing now, aside from the Harley Race, uh, Elite <laughs> there. Yeah, the Har- Harley Race Mattel Elite, definitely. Uh, for LJNs, I'm down to about, I think, like, 12 or 15 left before I have everything. Of course, those are going to be the most premium ones, unfortunately, so those are going to take a, a backseat. Hasbro's, um, really looking for a good Shawn Michaels and nails at the moment. I've almost bought a nails like three times, but every person I buy nails or try to buy nails off of the, the numbers are wrong. I actually got one mm-hmm. sent to me on accident. I had to send it back. Uh, I almost bought one off of a, a, a raging lunatic. Um, yeah. HBK yeah. Who would do that? Huh? HB- <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> The uh the HBK like before CM Punk Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler so all this the I had three different Shawn Michaels toys in my top ten at one point the first bone crunching Jacks Shawn Michaels is an all time pantheon toy as well um but the specific Hasbro first HBK toy me like that toy and the the toy version of me which for whatever reason was the Rick the Modern Martell Hasbro because it was the one that looked the closest to me yeah, I guess I see it. You know, you know me yeah. and my pink trunks. Uh, I would play with that toy so fucking much. So I'm really looking for that. Um, now I'm looking for some of these Puresto figures from this guy in Australia. Uh, I'm also working. I have two loose Galoobs. Uh, I have two or three loose Just Toy Bendies of the WCW brand to finish up with. I'm actually getting pretty deep on the WCW um, San Francisco Toy Makers toys as well. I got a carded giant uh, at the con I was talking about earlier. So I almost got most of those done. Those are very much in the LJN style, the big rubber figures. Um, a weird fucking line, but I, I, I like them. Uh, and then from current stuff, I'm excited for some of the new Mattel stuff they got coming out. There's a lot of good first in lines. Uh, Heavy Machinery looked good. Bianca Belair looks good. Um, the AEW figures are going to be... A want and a need when they come out because the, those those look great. Um, yeah, I think that's all I can think of off the top of my head. What about you? Um, I don't. Again, I'm not really like too uh, pri- like I, I I follow like Ringside Collectibles and stuff like that, but I don't really like pay too too much attention unless something like really stands out uh, to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just getting to that point in the Hasbro collection to where I'm like kind of reaching that next tier of like price, mm-hmm. the next price t- tier. So, um, yeah, looking for like, you know, a Kamala, 
Um, for whatever reason, I really want the fucking zebra striped uh, uh, beefcake. Um, yeah. And and a lot of times, you think of the Mega Maniacs one that should have happened. Yeah, basically that's what it is. Um, and it's also just like it pops too, which I like. Uh, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, and and like pretty much, I'm kind of like holding out for stuff that has the accessories or whatever. I'm trying to fit, find a uh, just a, the regular purple trunk uh, Macho Man, not the Macho King, but the Macho Man, just because mm-hmm. it doesn't have the accessories um, to worry about. Yeah, I, I got. I'm never going to find the crown mm-hmm. and the scepter. Um, no, you're not. But yeah, that crown got used by everybody like crazy. Like my crown yeah. was on every of my figures at at some point. I, I mean, that's basically, I guess, what I'm chasing right now is like holding out for the figures with the accessories. Whether that's finding them online at a decent price or out in the wild, like we said. Agreed, agreed. That Kojima's only 50 bucks. What is that? That Kojima's only 50 bucks. I know, I said that earlier. Damn. Ugh. Well, let's wrap this up so we can buy some toys, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening and indulging us in this. Like I said, this is something we've been talking about doing for a very, very long time, and we weren't going to let this this podcast wrap up without doing it. Uh, please hit us up with your toy memories and toy loves. We and we didn't even scratch the surface here. Like we can, like we condense all this into a tight two hours when we could go into games, uh, video game and board games, like mm-hmm. any type of collectibles. Like I could make a whole nother list on just stuff that I want. That's not figures. Like if I get a fucking, my hands on some WWF superstar cereal, I'm buying a box. Like, like that's, that's how I am with, with some of that shit. It's just, I, I like collecting and seeing it and uh, being a kid again. I know this like kind of lumps into the the what are you chasing? What's your holy grail? Oh man, uh, I'm not allowed to say Kamala Moonbelly, obviously, because that's just unrealistic. My holy grail. This is a loaded question because there there's some that like I've seen now. Like if you'd asked me a couple months ago, I would probably say like the LJN Haku. Just because I, I just didn't believe it existed. <laughs> and like, and like finally seeing it, like holding it and being like, oh my God, like I, I could get this if I get out of debt and then get right back into it. Uh, that would be, that would definitely be, uh, one. Um, and I said, honestly, right now it's that fucking Mattel Harley race. I'll tell you that much. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking about it at, at this very second, but I could give you a better answer probably like in five minutes. What about you? Uh, off the top of my head, I'd probably say the uh, the yellow King of the Ring ring. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a fucking good one. Yeah, that I one. love the packaging for that with Owen and uh, with uh, not Owen, Brett and Yoko in front of it. Brett and Yoko, yeah, it's fucking oh, so fucking nice. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. That be up there. damn toy belt that I was talking about earlier. Like, oh yeah, I fucking had that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that part of the race I'm talking about, the, the green Hasbros, of course. Again, I've never seen one of those in person before. Like, like just seeing it would be awesome. Um, ooh, I have an, an interesting one. Uh, and it is something that I've, like, 
I've started to see pop up, and I actually finally bought the WCW UK Galoobs. Mm. Uh, were another thing I didn't know about until very, very late in my life. Uh, I just recently bought the Freebirds off of Instagram, and I still have to get Dustin Rhodes, El Gigante, and Big Josh. Hmm. Uh, I actually saw when Sam and I went to Vegas several years ago, there was like a weird like MMA like wrestling figure place there, and they had the Freebirds and like this weird like ring contraption on on card for now an amazing price. And I kicked myself I didn't get it, but. Uh, I don't ever want to be a prototype guy. I don't. Yeah. And it's just, it's sickening. But I will say, thank you for throwing this mask against me. I will say that I've seen before, and I think I've still seen it on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, on eBay, uh, some of the UK, not UK, but the WCW Galoob prototypes afterwards, and they're all fucking perfect. Namely, a diamond stud one. Mm. Which like amazing tights and everything, and a Rock and Roll Express set. <laughs> Damn. And getting getting a prototype Ricky Morton would be pretty sweet, Bubba. After everything <laughs> we've been through with Ricky Morton on this show, so that, that would that'd be I guess I guess a prototype of something that didn't exist would be a Grail of mine because that seems to be like the stamp on a collector's when you get into there. And I would never get another one again. And it's probably like a tattoo, and then I would just start gobbling them all up. But um, yeah. Uh, speaking of overseas uh, figures, I got my uh, Simba bootleg, uh, Simba toys, uh, uh, bootleg Hacksaw Jim Duggan figure, in, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like again, nice. like I like the idea of like overseas toys because again, like what's the story of it like getting over here and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go like chasing like if they just happen to like come ac- come across my you know, feed or whatever at a decent price. I might like look into rounding up the, the series, but uh, it was, it's cool to just sure. have like a piece like that. I had a lot of the, um, I had a few of the, like the Remco style bootlegs that somebody had on their site selling recently as well. Some of those bootlegs are really cool. Those that you bought, I just never seen or heard of before and just like hit out of nowhere. But some of the like off brand toys are pretty fucking cool. I thought the Remco's were off brand or were, were fucking bootleg. Man, they did a really good job on this Ric Flair. <laughs> I had no idea until a few years ago. Years ago, those were actually what those were. Um, All right, man, we gotta yeah, get. Out of- I, yeah, I, I purposely have many girls though, so that'll that'll update throughout the time and the years. Like I was starting and saying, if you guys have wrestling stories, please share them with us. Also, if you have toys you're looking to sell. Please <laughs> let me and Rich know. Uh, <laughs> you got any uh, personal collections you're looking to, you know, lighten up around the house? Yeah, or just share with us, and we'll we'll share yeah. on our Instagram and in social media. So we're at Potswoggle on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, potswogglegmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, and hit us up with your stories uh, through that medium of the mailbag, arcaderadio.net slash Potswoggle mailbag. Uh, we also have. Uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio for bonus content if you want to watch rich and myself in two separate viewings watch uh the zack Ryder ghostbuster unboxing video those are both available now live on patreon on top of a lot of other bonus content coming your way and hopefully rich watching wrestlemania 9 and hulk hogan and a 500 dollars hulk hogan swivel chair at some point uh subscribe wherever you get your podcast and remember our last twitch stream uh, is this airing? This is airing. I don't remember when this is airing. May have already happened. But follow us on Twitch and YouTube and all those good things. 
And uh, you can follow me at your host mullet on Twitter if you want to hit me up with toys. Rich, you want to do your personal plugs in this case? Uh, yeah, hit me up uh, on Instagram uh, at Rich Cammy uh, for you know all that. But also, I've been every day opening uh, an old pack of trading cards. Uh, started with a lot of baseball because that's all I had. Uh, recently uh, received some more shipments. I won uh, an auction for some more unopened cards. I bought some at Target. I've also found uh, some Ninja Turtle and Ghostbuster 2 cards. I opened the Ghostbusters 2 on Wednesday. Who knows what I've opened since then. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's random di- part, uh, times of the day that I'll, I'll go on. Like, there's no set time. But yeah, uh, you follow me and, you know, like, pop the notification on for when I go live. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a fun little time. I also save them on IGTV. Uh, so there's that too. You can watch them later. Hell yeah. I started, I got into the live feed today when you were doing your unpacking and my feed just froze and then my dinner was ready. And it's like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I want to watch these well, live and interact. It sucks. Yeah. No, well, so I think there's a thing on Instagram now to where like if you enter a live stream, you can like request to join it and then it'll be like a split screen thing. So Ooh. yeah, feel free to like, I, I would love to talk to more than just me. So feel yes, free. I would love to join you. Man, this junk shop dog, dude, I just saw it. Do you remember headliners? Of course you do, right? Yeah, I have some of them around that apartment. It looks like they had some New Japan ones back in the day. Oh, and these things no. are fucking tight. This like, Anoki and, and, uh, Noki and uh, Sasuke, uh, $39 for the pair. This is, oh, they're already sold. This is from, like, September. Mm-hmm. I've been really scrolling a lot. <laughs> um, <Down deep. laughs> yeah one of us needs to message that guy and ask like if shipping's included or not i doubt it is but might as well I doubt ask. It is too but yeah i'll i'll bite the bullet and do that uh once we wrap up here final thoughts rich oh man love this shit i don't know toys 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 <laughs> no Uh, for mullet. No, no, wrong show. <laughs> for Rich, I'm used to having to go through everybody. For Rich, this is yeah. Mullet. Signing up for Podsalk, Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are slogging off. I forgot to mention how every time uh, I charge you on Venmo for buying toys, I just make references to the Barry Levinson, Robin Williams movie, Toys. And yep. I'm running out of references. And I refuse to rewatch uh, Wikipedia the- any oh. information. Or that I've never too. watched it. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to see that movie in theaters with my mom. I think mostly because it was directed by Barry Levinson. I remember walking by that theater to go see Aladdin. <laughs> I remember that. Big man at your my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Jordan and Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon, Steve. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.